Welcome to Badgedamia, a podcast so educational two professors could be hosting it. Hi, I'm Dr. Danielle Dickenview, and joining me is Dr. Bill Pennyman. Hello, and welcome to Badgedamia. I am Kim Hanna, joined by Dr. Bill Henninger. And you notice I didn't say doctor, I am a fraud. I'm on this uh, podcast with academia, and I am not an academic. So thanks for no, letting me sneak in. This is the most excited I have been to do this <laughs> podcast now that Kim is part of it and we get to rotate. Because if oh, you man. don't know, Kim's been on the show a ton, but she is incredibly smart and incredibly funny. And she's on the market. So she has lots of insights <laughs> that old balls Danielle and Bill don't have because she still gets to date. Yeah, I do. Once every three years, I do still get to date. So it's really, it's, I really feel like I can bring a lot to the discussion with that. Thanks for having me. Um, So we have a new layout this season. And so if I flub, it's, I'm going to blame it on the new layout and not that I don't know what I'm doing. So (laughs) thank you again for having me on. But we're going to start, and I cheated already. So we start with the question of the day. And in honor of Monday night's episode, we're going to play Never Have I Ever. I love it. Because it's one of my favorite games. And I this will not surprise you, but I was a camp counselor. And yeah. we played this all the time with our campers. And it was super duper fun. And so I thought we could play a little right now. Yes. So got to tell I'll me the rules. Yeah, tell me yes. the rules of the game. So for those of you who haven't ever played Never Have I Ever, I'm very sad for you. That that makes me sad. Um, but the person says Never Have I Ever, and then they say something. Typically, when there's a big group of people, they say something they've never done, and then everybody who has done it has to own up to it. Now, when you play it with people that you know, you can start, and you're mean. Um, you can start like, t- especially in junior high, and we'll get to that a little later. You can start like asking, never have I ever that, you know, people have done so you can like out them, mm, but yeah. we're not mean girls. So I chose a couple never have I ever's and Bill has uh, given a couple of never have I ever's. So yeah. I'll start. Uh, never have I ever gone on a date with two different people in the same weekend. Have you ever done that? I have. Yep. Details, details. When I, well, when I lived in Ireland, I had a rocking social and I went on a date with a girl uh, that I knew in class. And then I was getting lunch and there was another girl there and she's like, oh, you want to go out to dinner tonight? And sure. Less scandalous nice. than you might think, but. I like it. So you never have. I've never gone on a date with two different people on the same weekend. I've never even pretended to date two people at the same time. So really, I'm kind of lame. Yeah. You need to get get some of those on your like checked off. You need to do them. I, I just feel like that's a lot of work. That means I would have to like think about getting into hard pants twice in the same weekend. And I just, I'm not into that. That's true. And I feel like, and I don't have a lot of perspective for this, but as you get older, is harder. When I was like 22 and going on dates, it's like I could roll out in jeans and take someone to like Fazoli's. And that was a pretty decent move for a guy out of college. Now that would be like, wow, this guy is not boyfriend material. So 
So, um, so my last date, which was pre-global pandemic, unfortunately, was to Applebee's. And that was kind of the killing factor that he took me to Applebee's. <laughs> what did you get? What did you eat at Applebee's? I can't eat any. I got a salad, I think. Oh, I was going to guess chips because I know you I, eat chips. Yeah, I hate salad, but it's usually what I have to get at restaurants. And so mm-hmm. I just got a salad and it, we did not go on another date. That was date number two and there wasn't a date number three. So, Oh, boy. Yeah, that's all right. Okay, now tell me, let's do one of yours next. Oh, okay. Never have I ever ditched a person during a date for a fake excuse. I've done, I've ditched before a date. Okay. I've never ditched, I've never done the like, oh, I have a friend on the phone. I have to go. So what was the fake excuse that you used? God, what was it? Um... (laughs) <laughs> I, I think I said um my parents were coming to town oh, that's and they weren't and it was like in I think it was if I'm remembering the situation correctly it was in college but mm-hmm. I just was not interested so I said oh I'm so sorry and this was kind of we had cell phones but there wasn't texting or anything so I just sort of stopped answering when he would call so he could have been the greatest love of my life that's right you got to give well you got to kiss a lot of frogs to find a prince or whatever i guess i guess all right your turn okay um never have i ever flown in a helicopter i have not you haven't have you so i have been in a hot tub on a boat have you been in a hot tub okay It's a cruise ship. I don't know if that counts, but I'm oh, counting that counts. it. Yeah. Because it was, you feel fancy when you're on a hot tub on a boat. Because you're, yeah. you're in water and water. And that's just cool. That's true. That is the height of decadence. That is the height of classiness in water I and water. I have a love-hate relationship with helicopters. It's like, I'd like to do it because I think it'd be cool. But they just also, how they fly, I just can't quite wrap my mind around it. Like, I understand how a plane flies, but the helicopter, it's like a bumblebee. I feel like I should just, like, drop out of the sky at any moment. So (laughs) I get it. All right. I got one more. You ready? Okay. Never have I ever shown interest in someone to get access to their friend I really wanted to date. So I was the friend that was used (laughs) to get access. A couple of times. I had a friend. She's we're still friends. We were high school, we were childhood friends, we were high school friends, and we were college friends. And all the boys, all the boys loved her. And so uh we were off several uh myself and another friend were, I think, both often befriended so that we they could get closer to her. So dirty. I know. Always the bridesmaid. I think I might have been friended to get access to a friend on on a couple occasions in college. I have a friend named Cyrus who he's a he is he is the choice of many ladies. So. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Okay, excellent. Yay, question of the day that was a cheat because we did four questions and like it was it. super fun. Two thumbs up. I keep making gestures like people can see. Okay. Well, they can watch so, on YouTube. That's true. That's true. Okay. So we're supposed to do a two minute recap. Um, 
I feel like that would be the best part of the new format <laughs> is the two minute recap. And I feel like Kim was tailor made for this assignment. I've been so excited to hear your recap. Yes, this is going to be so good. So it's so for those not watching on YouTube, I have two pages front and back, or if you're a Friends fan, front and back. Um, <laughs> with my recaps. So it's not two minutes, but it's five. I did time it because I'm a super cool nerd and it's definitely, I giggled. So I hope you guys enjoy it, but here is week two of The Bachelor. Okay. I'm going to try to go fast, but still be clear. Okay. It starts out sunrise to fly over, over the mansion. Women are running and screaming toward the wait around for a card room slash mansion. And they're exploring it. And somebody goes, I just want to see Clayton. And I vomited a little bit in my mouth. And then Clayton wears two different blue shirts during this opening section. I don't know why he's in two different shirts. They're both too tight. Wardrobe, get on that. Um, Jesse Palmer introduces himself and he goes, I know this works, but he didn't, in fact, meet his wife on the show. So it doesn't really work, but it's nice that he wants them to think that it works. And then Rachel comes out dressed like a Backstreet Boy and she's going to read the first date card. And there's so much screaming. And Teddy, NC, Melina, Gabby, Mira, Kira, Sierra. I hate that they put all three of those names together. Genevieve, Serene, and Cassidy are chosen. And then they cue all the girls running. And why is everyone always running on this show? I don't understand it. Um, the date is a kid's party. And who shows up but Lizzie McGuire, or for most normal people, Hillary Duff, or if you are a younger fan, she was also on that show as well. I originally know her from a Cinderella story, which is great. You should check it out. Chad Michael Murray plays the prince. It is what it is. Okay, back to the show. There are more child actors. They do a great job. Um, the girls are more excited to see Lizzie McGuire than Clayton, and Cassidy like loses her mind because Hillary Duff is her childhood idol. Uh, Side note, why does this show not post names every time there is a talking head? We're in week two. We don't Good know who point. anybody is yet. Put names under the talking head. We're blonde girl one, blonde girl two. Oh, we know yes, how to, yeah. too many blondes. Okay, the girls are decorating and setting up the party. Melina is a clown and she's great at it. Um, Cassidy is the worst group project member ever because she ditches everybody and then takes Clayton to the pool and makes out. We had a side conversation on text about consent because Clayton like goes for knee. A lot of the guys go for knees and legs. And so we figure maybe they have to like sign a waiver beforehand. Yes, you can maul me on national television because I'm on national television. Shout okay. out to Tie-Dye Sue for bringing it up. Yes, Tie-Dye Sue for the win. Okay, um, she says, you'll have to drag me out, which may be foreshadowing for week three. The girls are pissed that they're at the pool. And I have another side question. Do children like macaroons? Because there were macaroons all over the place for dessert. And I don't know that many 11 year olds who are like, yes, <laughs> egg whites, score. Okay. I don't think Lizzie McGuire likes Cassidy. Her body language when Cassidy was talking with her was not positive. Clayton goes to the nighttime event in a hoodie and a blue jacket. And these girls are in like double-sided tape and they have high heels and he's wearing a freaking hoodie. Put some effort into it. We'll get back to that. Okay, back to that already. He tells um, somebody, I love the effort I'm seeing from you. That's not a compliment. Um, the women hate Cassidy. Teddy is really young and she goes, I need validation, which is problematic. And I think she's going to have a lot of love problems growing up. 
Um, he congratulated Sierra on making an effort. Yeesh. Then we go back to the other place and there's another date card and there's more screaming. And Susie gets the first one-on-one -on -one of the season and all the other blondes look super pissed. And then we go back to the We Hate Cassidy Club and Mara is not a fan of Cassidy and has amazing resting bitch face. I hope they show her resting bitch face over and over and over again. Um, Clayton tells Cassidy she's also making an effort. Great. And she gets the rose. And the We Hate Cassidy Club is not happy. Um, Mara does a talking head where she feels like she's back in college with all of the drama. And my first thought was, and, and the meanness, and my first thought was, who were your friends in college? That's not how friendship works. Get better friends. No, thank you. Um, Shanae is hitching her ride to the wrong person, aka Cassidy. Uh, so we go back to the Susie date and they do a helicopter ride to a boat. And I was really hoping that they were headed to the Catalina fucking wine mixer and they weren't and that made me sad, but I actually love them together. So I'm not gonna do too much snark on this date. Uh, the little bit I will do is that they got to pretend to be excited about another singer that nobody's ever heard of. Uh, Amanda Jordan, but I did like the song. So F you, The Bachelor, you're making me like another musician I've never heard of. And then her dress was like, if the Rapunzel from Tangled dress made a baby with Hermione's Yule Ball dress from Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. And yes, I did just name drop Harry Potter in if they made a baby and I liked it. So good job on that. Clayton is again wearing blue. I'm so over two minutes. It's not even. We're fun. good. This is great. Okay. Now we go to group date number two, which is Marlena, Elizabeth, Kate, Sarah, Lindsay, Rachel, Tessa, and Shanae. Jill is devastated that she didn't get a group date. And she's like, I loved my cat for this. And I mean, okay. She knew that. Uh, there's more running to Clayton. And then there's another celebrity sighting, Z-Way. And Marlena is super excited about seeing Z-Way. Elizabeth sits next to Clayton and Shanae immediately is out for blood. Um, they play Never Have I Ever, which we already talked about, which is the greatest game ever. And then Shanae did the Nene and it was awkward. Um, they do an obstacle course. I'm not sure how obstacle courses show how great a romantic life partner will be for you, but go for it. The milk chugging was disgusting. I would have gone into like a coma if I'd had to chug milk because I'm lactose intolerant. So I hope I'm never on the, the senior bachelor at because I, or senior bachelor because I wouldn't be able to chug milk. Um, Shanae went to second base with Elizabeth when they were on those weird floaty things to push her out of the way. And then she shoved her. Uh, Sarah wins. Yay. And then the camera edits of Shanae while Sarah wins were awesome. Elizabeth and Clayton admit that they were low key freestyle rappers in college. So that's, a skill. Um, all the dresses are red and pink. That's weird. Um, Shanae is 29 years old. She's way too old for this behavior. Marlena Loki slides in that she's an Olympian, which is amazing. Why is she on this show? Um, Shanae says, oh, we got our first not here for the right reasons. Yes. Shanae says Elizabeth isn't here for the right reasons. And Clayton, to, oh, she says it to Clayton, and then the girls know shit is about to hit the fan because there is some crazy body language happening. Clayton and Elizabeth have a chat about the tension with Shanae, and then Clayton tells Elizabeth what Shanae said, and then Elizabeth is pissed, and Clayton is confused. I think we're going to see a lot of confused Clayton face on this season. 
uh, Elizabeth and Shanae have a talk and Elizabeth shares that she has ADHD and she has to concentrate on one speaker at a time. And I think Elizabeth handled her part in this conversation really well. And I think Shanae did not. Uh, she doesn't seem to comprehend how ADHD works. Sarah gets the rose and Shanae is pissed. And Sarah is adorable. I just want to put her in my pocket. Um, Lindsay cries. So I think she's super uncomfortable with confrontation. Shanae declares in front of everyone that Elizabeth has ADHD, which is not okay and never cool and do not ever do that. And then we go to the rose ceremony and I swear I'm almost done with my two minute recap. That's now like 10 minutes. Um, Jill wants no drama. I think she's new here. Um, Eliza and Clayton scrapbook. And I personally hate scrapbooking, so we don't need to do any more scrapbooking. That would, that would be a, uh, you're out of here immediately. Oh, someone's like, let's this. scrapbook. No, thank you. Jill gets time with Clayton. She's super excited. Her cat must be furious that she's still there because she misses her so much. There's more time devoted to Shanae and Elizabeth. And then, um, fun fact, Shanae is not a good person. Mara's faces, this whole cocktail party are amazing. Um, Shanae keeps apologizing by saying, okay, I'm apologizing, but, which is not how you apologize. Never, ever apologize by saying the word, but. Um, Cassidy turns on Shanae, which took us all out. Like, what the drama? Uh, Sierra is coming in hot with some new news. Cassidy has a friend with benefits back home. And she tells Clayton, and then there's more drama, and then Clayton needs time to think. And then Sierra tells Cassidy that she told Clayton about this friend with benefits. And then Clayton asks Jesse if you can take back a rose, and it goes to to be continued. The drama! That was amazing. If I could insert the uh, Citizen Kane gif, the like, <laughs> that was very good, Kim. It was so much longer than two minutes. No, that was perfect. Dramatic pause for a drink. I know I had to take one too. I was parched. All right. So. Okay. So I think, um, so I, for my three concepts and topics to discuss, I think the, the major thing that has come out of this episode, and I've seen a lot about it on the Instagram um, in the last couple of days is Shanae's clearly problematic treatment of Elizabeth's discussion about her ADHD. Um, And so I wanted for us to talk a little bit about just, especially in the last two years, I think mental health has really been at the Mm -hmm. forefront on so many things because we're all struggling. I mean, the last two years have been hard. And the fact that she kept um, talking about it in front, A, that she told the other women without Elizabeth's permission that she has ADHD and that she just kept bringing it up and saying, stop using that as an excuse. I have ADHD. Everybody has ADHD. Little kids have ADHD. Yeah. Um, And only little kids have ADHD, which is also not true. So I wanted us to kind of talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so I I noticed in the notes you wrote weaponizing mental health, which I thought was a really good way of putting it, right? Because I think there's there's a couple different things that could have went on here, and one is that she is just ignorant of how you talk to people about their mental health, and yeah. I feel like that is more forgivable 
depending on your, your upbringing. Um, because you know, there are a lot of families where you just don't talk about mental health. You bury that ish right under the rug. Um, until at some point it comes to a real head and then you, you know, have a crisis or whatever. Um, I don't think that is where she was at because she brought it up not once, not twice, but three times in front of people. Um, and there is some, some research around that, that, you know, people will use that, um, as a way to keep people, fixed in a relationship or from doing things and saying, you know, well, yeah, you might get depressed if you do that. Don't do that. Um, so yeah, I thought that was, that was kind of interesting. And it looked like maybe you're going to talk about like, what is okay? What are boundaries? Um, yeah. So I think that I'm not an expert in mental health. Uh, I am not, um, by any stretch of the imagination, but I do have common sense. And I, I think it's very important that we continue to repeat that sharing someone else's mental health struggles is never okay. It is never okay to, I don't want to even say out because it makes it sound like it's, you should just never ever share information about someone else without their permission, especially, I mean, these women are still basically strangers with each other. Mm -hmm. Right. And that is, that is Elizabeth's news to share as she feels comfortable sharing. And there might be a couple of people in that group that maybe already knew, because I think they kind of roomed together for a while. And, and that might be uh, something maybe she shared with her roommate, if she felt comfortable sharing that with her roommate, or if somebody else had noticed, you know, I really, feel like you're not listening to me mm-hmm. when we're talking. Maybe she said, you know, I have sensory. I struggle with sensory. I sen- I struggle with having more than one conversation happening at a time. I can only, I can't even imagine how hard it would be for her in, in a public setting where yeah. there's like tons of stuff going on. It, it would be so overwhelming. And there's so much going on in the mansion that I yep. think that would be incredibly hard to be able to focus on any one thing when she's um, working through all of the things that are happening when you first move into the, the mansion. Um, and 100% making fun of someone else's mental health struggles is never okay. That is not, mental health is not a joke. There are so many people that struggle with a variety of levels of mental health issues. And, you know, I think that even, even saying, oh my God, that person is crazy is, is, I don't even like that saying, I don't think that you should. I just think that there's, there's, there's never any need to, to do that. And so that's kind of where I am with this, like saying, and then my last thing is saying you have ADHD too, and everyone has ADHD <clears throat> and minimizing someone else's ADHD is never okay. First of all, not everyone has ADHD. And second of all, I don't, think that you, I just, I feel like she was just trying to, she knew she was coming off so poorly, mm-hmm. but she couldn't, she couldn't fix herself. And I think we saw that with her attempts at apologizing, right? Um, which were horrific. They were terrible. And all the women were calling her out on it and she just kept doubling down. So, um, I guess if you take anything else from this, other than Clayton wears too much blue, <laughs> Do not ever share someone else's mental health struggles 
without their permission. And I don't even know that you would get permission in the first place. Yeah. So on the topic of the blue, I just have a feeling someone said blue's your color. It makes your eyes pop. <laughs> and he's just been like a very like, you know, straight Midwestern guy. That's like, I'll just buy, buy you know, every. Everything is blue. Every uh, t-shirt I have in blue. Um, yeah, <laughs> I always think it's interesting around mental health where people feel okay to share someone's mental health struggles or, or share their diagnosis as if it's not a health thing, right? Or to make fun of someone for their mental health issues as if it's not a health thing because health's in the name, but kind of the the way I've talked to students about it is like, just take the mental out of it and just say it's a health problem, right? Yep. And then say, if somebody had cancer, would I make fun of them for it? Or would I say, just get over your cancer, you know, and that's when we talk about mental health and and in relationships, you know, when somebody has something like anxiety or depression or ADHD, and obviously they affect you in different ways, but you know, it'll be like with somebody with ADHD, their, their spouse or someone, their dad be like, just focus, just concentrate. Right. But if you had cancer or if you uh, were missing a limb, you wouldn't be like, just grow your limb back. Right. You know, just get better, just, you know, do whatever. And, and so I think that's where it's an odd disconnect, but talk about just digging yourself a hole even further. I mean, she could have just stopped, but then it just kept going and she just kept. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And I know Danielle says on here quite a bit that she doesn't think anyone is the the worst thing they've ever done or the best thing they've ever done and that people are multifaceted. And, but I wonder like, at what point does Shanae, right? It was Shanae. That was, it was Shanae. At, at what point has she done it enough that you're like, yeah, she just might not be a good person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know people get edited. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't imagine her being edited to be this way. Yeah. Like she gave him enough ammo to edit him that way. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's not like she's running around with puppies and kittens and then <laughs> I'm going to attack you on your mental health. Yeah. I hope Excellent. she sticks. I hope she sticks around long enough so we can kind of verify or maybe this really was just a really bad day for her or really bad blind spot, but I feel like she's going to be gone and it's just going to be, that's who she is. So, or she just got really bad advice from Cassidy who then turned on her because Cassidy could see that this woman was taking it too far. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And now my, not, I shouldn't say favorite topic. Um, So mean girls, speaking of Cassidy and Shanae, Mean Girls is a phenomenal movie. Uh, I have not seen the Broadway show, but it looks amazing. But also, they're real. Yeah. So, you were a teenage boy. I was a teenage girl. Mean Girls was absolutely a thing in middle school. Was Is Mean Boys a thing? You know, from my personal experience, boys, junior high boys can be mean. And from the research, so I saw this question earlier and I was trying to look it up in between meetings today. And I think, yes, boys are mean to each other. It is just done in a different way. Boys tend to be much more direct about 
mm-hmm. they're mean, um, like run up and punch you in the balls or like, you know, shove you in a locker um, or tell everybody that you're gay or something like that. Mm-hmm. Girls, and so you can speak to your experience, they are much more cunning might be the word that I would use or subversive in the way that they do it. Um, And so I think that's where there's an interesting kind of dichotomy, how society trains us, how society trains the different genders to be mean to each other. Right. Yes. Yes. And you see this come out like with the, sorry, not to interrupt you, but no, go in the bachelorette, like, you know, the guys were mean to each other, but you can see the difference in the way they're mean. Right. It's like, bro, I'm going to punch you. I'll punch you, bro. You're dumb, bro. You know, this shirt's a large, I'm bigger than you, bro. But with the (laughs) girls, it's a different, yeah. Uh, Well, and I, I, these women are in their twenties and thirties. Why are we still seeing this kind of behavior in adult women? And I, I don't see it in, and I'm not, I've never lived in a house with 29 other women. And I don't know if, I almost wondered like when Mara was talking about her college experience, I was not in a sorority, um, but I understand that sometimes sorority life can be pretty toxic and that some of the things that happen in junior high also happen in in a sorority world. And I'm not saying that every sorority house is like that, but I've heard anecdotally from enough people that were in sororities So I don't know if that just like, if you thrive on that in middle school, is that kind of the trajectory that you keep following as you get older? Whereas if you were a recipient of behavior of the mean girls, you try to find people that are so not like that as you age that you don't experience it anymore. I I don't, I don't know the answer. I will say that before I, uh, discovered hair gel. Um, I had really big frizzy hair and in seventh grade, um, the, some girls in my class took those old wooden, like one foot rulers. Mm -hmm. Um, they stuck an end to the back of my neck to see how far out my hair was. And it was, I think like six or seven inches. And they were, they were mean about it. And I was like, it's not, you know, it's not something that I can control. I did very quick. I went home, talked my mom and I went to the store. It got some hair gel and we, my mom didn't have curly hair, so she didn't know how to take care of curly hair either, but we figured it out and went from there. But like middle, middle school is bonkers. And I don't know how we, a end the bonkerness of it for middle school children and then get it to go away forever once they reach adulthood. Because I don't understand why women in their 20s would behave in this manner unless they're absolutely doing it to make good TV because it makes great TV. Oh, yeah. That's that's why I watch it. I want the drama. Yeah. yeah in junior high, I was a pretty husky kid and a kid brought me a bra at lunch and said I needed it. And yeah, that was crushing. Um, but it like, again, goes to that, like the guys, men are much more direct and brutal about that. Or boys are, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they are much more, um, conditioned to do that. But to your point, and I was thinking about this, 
how do you either continue on that track or not? Like what happens? Cause I mean, I'm sure I was mean to some people too. Like right. I'm a talker. I have a quick tongue. Um, I imagine I was mean to somebody and was a mean guy, but I would like to think I'm no longer that way. So something happened at some point, but yeah. then there's guys I know that are still just assholes. And I like, and there's girls I know that are still that same kind of mean girl. I just wonder what, what happens. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it stems, and this is what I was told in middle school, and it's what I still truly think is they're so they're so unhappy. They're so intern. It goes back to mental health. I think they're so unhappy with something or some situation or their home life internally that it manifests outwardly by being a bully to somebody else. And I think we see that with adults especially with the rise in social media of so many people who want you to think that their life is perfect when it could be a hot mess of crazy at home, but everything outwardly is amazing. Right. And so I think that that is, they're so, or they're, you know, one of the, I, there was, I, we can link it in the show notes, but there's a, family. I, I, I don't have children. So I went to a parenting website about what it talks about, like how to handle when you have your kids are dealing with mean girl behavior. And one of the number one reasons that mean girl behavior manifests is there's they're envious. They're envious of you and they don't know how to handle that envy. So they don't handle it well. Um, and maybe it's, you know, they've got, their parents are getting a divorce and you have functional, happy parents. And so they attack you because they're jealous of your home life, or maybe the girls all had stick straight hair and they wish they had 13 year old Afro kid hair. And they wanted, and instead of like helping me figure it out, cause they all look like million dollars all the time. Like let's make fun of it instead. So I don't, I think there's so much envy and jealousy just in general in the world and we see that on the show like the girls who don't get as much time with Clayton are jealous and their behavior comes out in different ways so so I think we should go to the next concept but I think we should end with our queen Michelle Obama's yes when they go low we go high and I think if the women on the show go high over the behaviors of the few that want to look crazy on television i'll enjoy it it might not make for as good of television but <laughs> i like it better. you come out looking a lot better when I you think, think about like you- katie thurston katie yes. like she had some people attacking her and it's like people love her i mean she's mm-hmm. just like because she is who she is so yep absolutely okay and now for our final concept so we're in week two. We've gotten to know some of the ladies a little better. Um, what are our first, what were our first impressions in week one versus second impressions in week two? So four ladies got the most screen time, Shanae, Cassidy, Susie, and Elizabeth. Did we learn anything more about any of those four than we did last week? I'm trying to remember. I don't know that any of those four got a ton of screen time last week but what did were you what were your initial thoughts about any of them last week versus what we saw this week so which one was Susie was she the one who got the helicopter ride yes yes she's the one that looks like Hannah Brown yes I I was not 
that impressed with her to start out with. And by the end mm-hmm. of it, I was like, she seems like she's pretty normal. She said, mm-hmm. I hope he doesn't think I'm weird. I always appreciate people who are themselves, even yeah. if they're a little bit weird. Um, yeah. And then which one was Elizabeth? She was the one who got outed for her ADHD. Okay. Then who's Cassidy? She's the one who made out with Clayton at the okay. party. So Cassidy, so Shanae, Cassidy, Cassidy and Elizabeth are essentially one person to me before they are, they are the blonde, the blondes, the blonde tree sirens. Um, Cassidy was just, I don't know, man. I don't know how I, maybe Clayton and I are different. I would be very uncomfortable if somebody approached me with the vigor and fervor that she approached him Mm. and she was very proud of herself and was like, he likes me. Yeah. I want to be like, I think that's he's afraid of her. (laughs) Well, yes. And she even said that's kind of attractive how intimidated he is. And it's like, man, she sounds like a black widow, just like getting her her praying mantis, getting ready to eat her prey. I just, yeah. Yeah. Um, on the other side, the girl who, the, the lady who won the milk obstacle course challenge, Sarah, Sarah, I really liked her. And I didn't mm-hmm. get much from her last time. So I thought she seemed very genuine and nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. What so about you? I, I took, uh, I have a, I have a spreadsheet. I love it. <laughs> I love This is I one of the reasons why you were invited into the fold. <laughs> so I made a spreadsheet with all of their pictures from the website because it's hard to tell them apart until we get to know them. And I have it like broken down by week. And so for Cassidy, um, Week one, my comment was, I don't know about this one yet, because she seemed a little on the crazy side even last week. And then this week, I was not complimentary to her. And I think she's going to lose her rose because I didn't see her in very much of the promotional clips. You know what? After. Watched it twice, and I did not piece together that she was the same person at the end. Yeah. Again, yeah. I'm having a for whatever reason I am There's having, too many blondes. Yes, tall blonde girls. Um yes. Yes. I think she gets her rose taken away. Um yeah. which I thought it was kind of interesting. So she has a friend with benefits that apparently we don't know what the situation was when they left, right? Right. But apparently Clayton is not happy that she has somebody else on the side that she's kind of <laughs> dating. Yeah. But he has like 29 people. Yeah. The irony is not lost on me that yeah. he is like, that's not cool. Let me go yeah. talk to these other girls. And I'm going to come back yeah. and yell at you. Yeah. Yeah. So for Elizabeth on week one, I wrote final four potential. Mm. And then I thought she handled everything that she dealt with uh, on Monday's episode very well. For NC, who didn't get a lot of screen time, I wrote for week one that she might be too good for this show. Yes. And I said she wasn't really memorable in this episode. And then Gabby brought out that weird giant head pillow. And I don't know about Gabby. I love that she's an ICU nurse. But the only thing I remember from week one is that she was a former Broncos cheerleader. Yes. Um, I like Genevieve. She's from Massachusetts. She's the bartender. She seems normal. She's in L.A. now. And she's the one that made the cake that Cassidy dropped. And she was pissed. Yeah. And that was it for her screen time. Just her being mad about her cake. She has great um, teeth. Hunter brought the snake. And I wrote, not a euphemism from week <laughs> one. But she got, I don't remember her at all this season, this episode. Um, 
<laughs> so Jill, the one who was worried about her cat, I wrote uh, for week one that I think she might be a murderer. And for week two, I wrote, she misses her cat. I still think she might be a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, who Amara, I just commented on her excellent resting bitch face. Um, I think Marlena, who's the Olympian, is way too cool for the show. Yeah. Um, I love that Rachel was pissed that she didn't get the flying date because she's the flight instructor. Um, and I wrote for week one that she made me sad. Like she just her personality just she I, she made yeah, me sad. you and you and Danielle are not sold on not her. a Rachel I'm, fan. I'm in. Yeah. I yeah. like her. Yeah. Uh, I love Sarah. I think Serene is too pure for the show. She's the elementary school teacher from Oklahoma City. Um, I thought Shanae would be in the final four in week one, and I hope she's not in the final four after mm. this week. Okay. Um, Sierra, her only screen time was at the end when she was telling Clayton about Cassidy, but I loved her body glitter. We're definitely seeing a lot of 90s fashions. Yes. Um in this season and i i was all about the body glitter because i personally was all about the body glitter i really like Susie. um i think teddy is so young i don't know i don't know about teddy i feel like she's gonna go far but she's so young and i didn't tessa i have no i have no you don't know anything about her so so those are those were my first week one versus week two. But I, I truly, from the bottom of my soul, think Jill might be a serial killer. Yes. Um, I, I kind of like her. I kind of really like her. <laughs> I want to see more Shanae. I, <laughs> I want to, I hope she has some type of redemptive arc. Uh, I agree with you. Elizabeth did a really good job handling herself. I'm still not sold on her. Okay. I feel... I feel like she was put in a situation where she handled herself well. I still think she might be end up being a villain at some point. Yeah. So. Yeah. Who do we want to see featured next in two weeks? Yeah, because it's not on next week. It's not on. Mark your calendars. Um, I said Shanae. Um, I want to see more Shanae. I want to see more Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I want to see the flight instructor more. I want okay. to know. I want to know why I'm the minority report on this one. Mm-hmm. Usually I'm with the two of you on things like this. And I just, yeah, I'm not seeing what you're seeing. So, yeah, I don't know. There's just, this is just something I'm not, I'm not sure. There's okay. just something there that kind of, I don't know. Um, I want, I want NC to get some time because I think NC is really cool and we just haven't been able to experience very much of her yet yes and i think i think i do want more jill just so that we can see if she's just quirky yeah or if she's a little bit terrifying yes um so the reason i love her is she's an architectural historian which is actually what my background is so oh, like, i forgot about that yeah historians simpatico we're a little bit on the quirky side, so <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. It's I think it's all the asbestos that we inhale when we're walking through old buildings. Um, and then I want to, I want more. Um, I want more Kate because Kate um, she dropped some truth during the group sitting um, area time, but she doesn't. She hasn't gotten very much screen time yet. So I 
I want I want to get to know her more. I'm pulling up my cast and characters so I can see who we're talking. Yes, Kate is blonde, so you might have missed her because she's one of the blondes. Oh, she's the one that um, Danielle kept saying looked like Sarah Michelle Gellar. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. She, she does have a Buffy the Vampire. She does sort of have look. a Buffy look. It'd you know cool who she... I I think is not getting any screen time, and I think is cute, but I don't know why is Lindsay W, the girl from Houston. Oh, she's the one who cried. Yeah, she she seems very quirky and they just kind of go to her for very like funny comments and then go away. I'd like to to know more of her story. Yes. So, yes, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I think we need to get I if if the next episode is just more Shanae and Elizabeth, I'm going to be very annoyed because we need to move past that storyline. But I feel um, like it's going to be Shanae and Elizabeth in the second hour. The first hour is going to be all him sending uh, Cassidy home. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I can see that. I got my wild card concept. Okay. Ready for it. So ready. when they're playing Never Have I Ever, one of the things was I have never, never have I ever cheated on somebody. And then mm. they went to all the talking heads and the girls were like, oh, that's a red flag. And I think, was it Elizabeth who said she had? Mm-hmm. So, yes. And and she kind of laughed it off. And it's like, I did. So just thoughts around that. Is it a red flag? Does it mean you should never date that person? What's the, where's the line? I think it depends on what the cheating is. Ooh, if you are a seventh grade girl who is cheating on your boyfriend that you talk to once every three weeks, but your boyfriend, girlfriend, I don't think that's cheating. If you are in a committed relationship and you have both had the conversation that you are in a committed relationship and then you go have emotional or physical um, adultery, that's cheating. I don't, I don't think it's cheating if you haven't both said we are in a committed relationship. Uh, we are hundred percent devoted to each other. Um, and if it's, but I do think emotional cheating is cheating. Okay. So which is worse, which would, which would be a bigger red flag? Oh. What if somebody said I had a one night stand with somebody, but that was it. And, you know, and then we broke up as opposed to somebody said, well, I never slept with them but I had this person at work and we'd flirt, you know, there was a lot of times I, I turned to them for emotional support. Which one would bother you more? And I have some research after you make this answer. I, that's a really good question because I think both, I would say instantly we need to go to couples counseling and we need to get, we need to. If you're going to stay together. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I think, um, I think if it's a one night stand, I don't think it's as bad. If it's repeated, I think it's, I think repeated sex with someone else is cheating, um, is, is worse than emotional cheating. I think a one night stand is less worse than emotional cheating. Interesting. So it would bother me more if my significant was having uh, was emotionally connected to somebody and I felt like they were 
they were basically, you know, going outside of our relationship to, you know, get that emotional support. And even if they were repeatedly having sex with someone, but they're like, listen, it's a hookup. I mean, I wouldn't like encourage it, but (laughs) it would bother me less than the emotional connection. So research would suggest that, and interestingly enough, we're flipped on what research would say. So generally, if you ask a hundred guys and a hundred women, more men will say they care about the physical side of it. Uh, And women will say they care more about the um, the emotional side of it, which I think is interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, So is it a red flag? So let's say you are going to date somebody and they're like, oh, yeah, I cheated on this person um, that I was with. Is that like a a hard stop? Do you think you should never date that person? Do you think you have the uh, here's a better question. Do you have the right to bring it up and discuss it with them and talk through it to gauge if you want to date this person? We're, hit, we're bringing the hard questions. To yeah. Them. So yeah. I actually, um, I have an ex who was cheated on and it affected our relationship because every, it, his, his trust was, ha, was forever altered because of a past relationship. Uh-huh. And so like, I would do something like, I love going to the movies by myself. Mm-hmm. I love it. You know that. Yeah. So I sometimes go, I accompany you, but we sometimes sit, you accompany me. We sit like three seats apart. But we don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like I would go to the movie, and it would it bothered him because his his ex wife would go to the movies. Oh. And that was one of the things she did when she was seeing another person. Mm-hmm. So, I. I think it really depends on, I I think it would be a conversation to have. I think it would be a, tell me why you cheated. Have you, what was, was it you didn't have the emotional support of Mm -hmm. someone else and you've looked for outside of the relationship? And is that something that's very important to you so that we make sure that we work on that every single day Mm -hmm. or was it a, I just like to sleep with women and it doesn't matter who it is because that would be a red flag. And I would not, I would not pursue that relationship. Yeah. It's a hard one. Cause I, I think about it and it's like, if they were like, well, I wasn't getting the emotional support that I was supposed to get. I still don't think that really justifies cheating, you know? And it's like, well, what happens if we have a bad four weeks? Does that give you the right to go? You know? Um, Yep. So, and this was somebody in, I was so much younger that when this relationship was happening, like in your twenties, you don't really, I just, I mean, I made so many just poor decisions in my dating life in my twenties. So, but you should just for any of our 20 year olds, that's the time to do it. But I could have like, I didn't ask him to like have more conversations about it. Uh, Like, mm -hmm. So, you know, I, this is something that I do and you don't have anything to worry about. Mm-hmm. I just kind of was like, well, that's weird. Like I didn't like, even like in my thirties or now that I'm not, um, that would be something immediately I would talk about, like, but in your, like, and he was, you know, he'd been married young and they didn't last very long and mm-hmm. there was a reason. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, All right. Wow. That got deep. We did. We did. Lessons learned. A lot of lessons. 
Um, when you are asked to be in a group project, participate in the group project. We are clearly in year two of people failing a really big group project, and we are now seeing it on The Bachelor as well. Help the girls out. That is amazing. Um, man, I'm going to go back to the mental health thing because that's something that is near and dear to me. Um, I think you should really think about mental health as health. It is health. Um, and one, supporting people like you would support a sick person. You know, if a person had cancer, the first thing you'd say is, what can I do for you? If somebody's having a mental health problem, um, the first thing you should say is, what can I do? How can I assist you? Um, and the second thing is, how do you not, you know, you, you shouldn't disclose that health information. Um, mm-hmm. So nice. So I think you get the sign off or do I? I can't remember. Oh, oh gosh. What do we do for the sign off? I don't even know. You should do it this time and then I'll know what to do next time. Okay. So host number two, from this forward, we're canonizing it. Host number two signs (laughs) off. So all you got to do is just say bye. Any shout outs, anything to remind people. So next week, no bachelor. So Mm -hmm. we will be uh, gone for a week. Then we'll be back. It will be uh, me and Danielle. Kim and Danielle. Yes. Kim will be host two. Danielle will be host one. Um, mm-hmm. And other than that, everybody have a good uh, week. MLK Day is on Monday. If you can volunteer some time, I always think that's a really good way to uh, yep. to honor his name. So Awesome. Yeah. And if you are looking for something fun to watch, the reason I brought up Harry Potter is there's a great special on the 20th anniversary of the Harry Potter series on HBO. And I watched it and then I went, huh, I'm going to rewatch all the Harry Potter movies, which I haven't seen since they first came out 20 to 10 years ago. And man, have we come a long way in special effects in 20 years, but they're enjoyable. So watch them. And if you're like, no, I want trash TV, uh, Joe Millionaire. (laughs) And it is so good. I'm hooked. I, I will I will not watch that, but I support you and you're watching. Thank you. All right, everybody have a good weekend. Thank you. Bye. You've been listening to Bachadamia with your hosts, Drs. Daniel Dick McGew and Bill Henniger. All opinions expressed on this show are solely the opinion of the person who spoke them. If you like our podcast, please consider following us, leaving us a five-star rating, and a positive review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, please share with your friends, family, and other ardent Bachelor content lovers. If you have comments or questions you would like us to address on the show, you can email us at bachadamia at gmail.com or on the Twitter with the handle at bachadamia. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.